Welcome back to episode two of Black Development. I am Jemiya. And I am Jamila. And we are here today to talk about a much needed topic. Yes. White allies. White allies. Um, and this topic came up um, from a movie that we actually just finished watching together called Best of Enemies with uh, Taraji P. Henson, who plays... Anne Atwell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's Anne Atwell. a black activist um, in North Carolina who ironically has to um, partner up with this gentleman from the KKK who was played by Sam Rockwell. Um, and, you know, they spend all this time together fighting integration into the schools in Durham, North Carolina. 1971. And 1971, when the shit was still real out there. Um, and, you know. My mom was born in 1970. Oh, yeah. That's so crazy. I was like, yeah, it's damn near 50-some <laughs> years ago. Um, but, yeah, so he, you know, he ends up, by the end of the movie, being an ally and you know what started off as fighting to not bring black kids into a school where his white kids were you know he ended up standing up for you know integration and Mm -hmm. becoming friends with you know this activist miss atwell and you know living for 30 years fighting immigration and it's just it's a really good story because it just shows you know with understanding and you know taking out all of the you know, things that people have been taught and just actually truly getting to know a person Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can see that you have a lot in common with people, a lot Mm -hmm. more than you think, you know, outside of the color of your skin. So um, it's definitely something that, you know, is needed, a conversation that's needed, especially in times like this where (laughs) that happened in Mm -hmm. 1971. And it's 2020. And it's 2020. And we're still fighting this shit. And we are may have to challenge our white allies. Yeah. Um, to speak out for us. And I think that's why we're coming here today to talk about this topic is, is to um, get an understanding of what a white ally is, who they are to us, and what we expect of them. Yeah. Because we got to have some expectations. Yeah. Especially when it comes to racism here in this world. Yeah. And I mean, personally, you know, our background, we born and raised in Indiana, which, you know, we call the Northern South <laughs> or the Southern White or the Southern North, <laughs> whatever. Um, but anyway, you know, KKK was here. KKK grew up here. <laughs> started here. Started here. Um, so, you know, this has always been something that we've experienced in our life. And personally, you know, being that one of every five to six people, one person is black, five people are white you know, always feeling outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 real. It's a we also real kind big of experience. because of where we're from, we it's kinda inevitable not to have a white ally. Just because in every space here in Indiana you are, tend to be literally the only black person or yeah. a few of black. So the, you you go to school with lots of white people from kindergarten all the way up to college you know what yeah. I'm saying I was in 400 class you know 400 rooms 
rooms that have a capacity for the people <laughs> and i'll be the only black person basically yeah what i'm saying but it's kind of it's um unavoidable for us not to have white allies yeah basically that's what i'm trying to say yeah being from where we are definitely i mean like i said um in the experience that i've had where you know i went to school in evansville and evansville is, does not have a good reputation for you know integration <laughs> per se we just say it like that if you watch the news you know mm-hmm. um but you know being one of the only handfuls of black people around my white friends and you know being in uncomfortable situations where you know a country boy comes into the situation and you know says the n-word and what am i what can i do you know, I'm one woman around a handful of white people who already know their privilege. They're ignorant to the spaces that I've been in because they're from the country. They're from the southern parts. They're from places that didn't have to integrate. They didn't have black people in their neighborhoods. They didn't have black people in their schools. They didn't have that. So, you know, they're used to, they're comfortable of being that way. And now they're brought into an environment where there's someone that looks like me and they have to watch what they say or they don't watch what they say. Now, what do I do? Um, you know, and it was good in college to have that friend that was like, hey, that's not right. Like, what are you saying? Like, Why are you saying that? Like that? Why do you think that that's OK to treat somebody like that? Um, and, it, you know, it helped a lot with my personality and with me being so shy and, you know, so passive. I typically don't go to escalating things, um, even if it needs to be escalated. So it's always helpful in those uncomfortable situations to have someone that will fight for you and to have your voice and have something represent you. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. I can't say I have ever had a friend that I consider a white ally, Hmm. but definitely family. I have plenty of family. Um, Stepmom and her family have always accepted me. And they've always been radicals, so they've always, <laughs> always spoke their mind when injustice was going on. And so I can say I'm blessed because I have a whole family of allies uh, that I trust and I love and I know that are going to always have my well-being at heart. Um, I don't have any, like I said, I don't have any close friends, but that doesn't matter. Um Anybody can be out. Anybody. Yeah, you know, any injustice in the street. If you see something happening to someone and you have that privilege to say something and speak up, you are doing an injustice by not doing that. Yes, that's true. That's how I feel. I feel like that you you have to say something regardless. I don't give a fuck if it's the police or XYZ. Like, if you have the, the privilege, if you have that power that someone can hear you and understand what you're saying or even that they look at you and put you in a position where you're more you know you can utilize that to make something positive happen if you choose not to do that then you're not an ally I think that's what makes an ally what they are Mm -hmm. is to use that power like you said you use that power for good and use that because that's your platform mm-hmm. and that's what you have. That's your privilege. Yeah. You have that's as white allies, you all have tend to have privileges that we don't and lots of privileges. Mm-hmm. For one being 
knowing you can go to a place and know that you're going to see somebody that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Um, which we don't all have that. But yeah, use that privilege that you have for when you are in those spaces where there is just one other person of color and there's many people that look like you and there tends to be, you know, um, some injustices happen, you speak up. Yeah, you speak up. That's what using your privilege is about. And I think everyone has privileges kind of go off on a little side note. We all have privileges above somebody. That's Mm -hmm. just the world we live in. Um, But we need to use those privileges when we need to. Yeah. Take them out like a tool. Take them out like a tool. Yes. And be aware of your privileges as a white ally. Mm-hmm. Maybe you you really just not aware. I mean, a lot, do you feel like some some people who live in their bubble yeah. are just not aware of the privileges that they have? Uh, I think <laughs> you know. I I think they do, and I think that that's where the you know, if it doesn't affect me directly, mm-hmm. then it's not an importance. That's where that comes in because it's like you know a white person and a black person and an Asian person. We're all going to have the same. We may have the exact same financial struggles. We may have the exact same, you know, um, family troubles at home. We may have, you know, the exact same troubles at work. But one thing that is always going to be different is when that black person or that Hispanic person or that Asian person walks out that door, they have a whole nother level of challenges that Mm -hmm. that white person is never going to be able to experience because they're white. Yeah. And they don't have the the fear of being behind a police officer. They like police. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They call police all the time. A black person is only going to call police when needed. Right. You know, or you, a white person can walk into a job interview and know that there may be competition for the job, but a black person may, or a Hispanic person may not even get that job. Mm-hmm. They may get looked over just because of their name, you know? So there's, there's hidden challenges that they'll never be able to see or experience. But if they do know that they have that, that they have that advantage, then they should, you know, open up and use that platform. Mm -hmm. White allies get to know the people that you are being an ally to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how you become aware of the privileges that you have, that you may have been um, just oblivious to. Just because you've never had to come have to live your life the way that a black person may have to so white allies get to know the people around that you're, you the people around you the people you call friend mm-hmm. understand their struggle understand their battle and i mean of course you want that back from them too but mm-hmm. if you want to be considered an ally you have to understand where your friends are coming from what about your friends mm-hmm. what, what they going I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just good. Shout out to TLC. That was a good one. Um, okay, so that brings us to something else that we talked about. Um, you know, what qualifies you as an ally? ally. And what are your boundaries in the community? Because just because we fuck with you don't mean that you get a pass. Exactly. It's, you know, you don't get a pass from the shit that you're trying to fight. 
It's not like, oh, because I'm speaking up on it, I can still do it. No, No. honey. You don't get to cultural appropriate. You don't get to say the N-word because you was raised by black people and you lived in the hood and Big Mama was your mama too. Yeah. Like, you get to fight because you know what Big Mama went through. Right. But that doesn't mean that you get to do the same thing. Like, you still have to know how to check yourself. And, and you know a big thing that just came to mind white allies we are not looking for you to save us Mm-mm. that's let's make that clear <laughs> like thank you we don't we're not looking for you to come in and think you know how to save us we're looking for you to come in and ask us what needs to be saved what you know not necessarily what needs to be saved but what, what can, can do i to do to help change this and really not what can you do because you can google you should know what to do by now like me as a black person should not have to educate you on what to do to help me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yo people made these rules you know mm-hmm. like i should not have you should not come to me and say oh jemiah how can i what is it what can google it figure it out because i'm about to go back to slavery because that's what i'm probably going to do every time we come on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's okay but like it was fucking it was against the law for us to read to write you know what i'm saying we weren't supposed to know how to do none of this shit but you telling me hundreds years later that i need to tell you what the fuck to do when this was against me you know it was a crime for me to even know how to speak to you and tell you what the fuck you need to do to change this shit you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not, no. Google that shit, white allies. Figure it out. Yeah. Because it's right here. It's in your face. You ain't going, it's not going to be hard for you to figure out. It's not rocket scientist, science. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I agree with that because it's also like, you know, we we don't. And, that, and I think that's one thing that kind of pushes me over the edge sometimes like when it comes to the whole white ally situation because it's like you can go to school you can go to the best fucking university you can study african-american history and things like that but that still don't mean that you know what the fuck we feel or how we feel like you can study that shit and then you can find out it's wrong and you can you know research and do all this stuff and you know help us as much as you can and empathize but you will still never Never know firsthand how it feels Mm -hmm. so you know i think that's the biggest part when it comes to boundary is you know researching figuring out you know what the cause is what can you do to help but don't also put yourself in a position where now you think that you know more than what the Mm. next person knows Mm -hmm. because that's kind of been an issue with you know um white allies Mm -hmm. for me personally you know coming from a whole different environment living here in indiana but then moving to seattle where it's so liberal and black lives matter and you know all this other shit and it's like oh that's so great but then I get into a conversation with a white person and they are trying to educate me about some shit that's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't think you really, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's nice that you got your little degree and that you know this shit, but it's still that's like. still a power move to me. Yeah. That's still a power move. 
Like, yeah, definitely. It's like you still don't understand right. it. Right. You like, still don't get how I feel firsthand. So we also have to remember you got to check yourself. Check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> yes. Just because you've had the education to learn about a person does not mean you actually know and understand what they've gone through or what they're going through right now. The education is for you to get an understanding. Now you go out and ask them, you know what I'm saying? You actually, you go out and figure it out and you be that person that they can lean on when they need you to. Mm -hmm. But you're not that person to think you know what's right or wrong for that person. Mm-hmm. Or for that culture. Or for that culture. Or for that specific group. Or for anything for that matter, you know? And that's that's probably the biggest boundary that I think that, you know, should be set. Is that, you know, you, you have all this time and the space to learn, but you will never understand truly. And as soon as you can realize that and know, you know, what you can do to help and progress, like, that's the best thing. Because mm-hmm. once you start putting your toe in there and being like, step aside because I know more than you, right. then you lose the cause. You you lose the whole, the, the battle is over because yeah. you fucking, you fucked it up. And when you thought you was helping, but you actually are now hurting mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, personally, that's definitely a big boundary for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Back again, get to know your people. Because you may have the notion that all black people may be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brings me to um, a story I've heard about a couple people I work with. One lady, of course, we serve um, at-risk, no, underserved communities, not at-risk. They're not at-risk. At-risk what? But underserved communities. And there's this lady I work with, older white woman, who uh, does a lot for the black community. Um, She helps pay um, young mothers rent and make sure they get to the doctors and stuff like that. Like, she has a good heart. But she's one of those ones who are coming in to save the day. Mm -hmm. So, one time... Um, I think she was doing, we had an event or something like that. I was before I worked there. This is a story I've heard from somebody, but long story short, they were teaching kids or they heard, there's a picture of somebody trying to show a black, a young black man how to tie a tie. And she makes a comment and says, oh, um, he probably doesn't even have a dad in his house. <laughs> that was very <laughs> negative and assumptive. Yeah, like, like, oh, he needs that man to show him probably because he doesn't have a, a dad in his house. Yeah. Mind you, this is that same woman who goes into these communities, you know, mm-hmm. who, who knows what the fuck is going on, you know what I'm saying, to make a, a, a insensitive-ass comment like that. Mm-hmm. You cannot assume that all black, black children. children don't have a dad at home yeah white allies don't do this yeah don't assume what you're going into is going to be the same every single time exactly don't put us all in one box mm-hmm. that's why you get to know and understand yes yeah i totally totally agree with that um, we'll play a game yes I'm we about sh- to move into it girl <laughs> you beat me too much okay so we got we this little game i know right uh, that we created and it is called who's invited to the cookout we didn't really create it it was a big black thing that was already happening you know what I mean but it's on our game it's thanks on social our media yes so we're gonna steal that shit and we're gonna play 
um, who's invited to the cookout. So, the first person that we have to talk about that's invited to the cookout is Eminem. Because I gave it a yes for Eminem. I actually gave it a maybe because I thought Eminem was an ally. But, uh... I mean, I gave it a maybe too because I just don't... I can't be like a, a for sure yes. Because I just... Yeah, Eminem raps. Yeah, he's done all the things with Dr. Dre and everything, but I just don't feel like he's he has stood up for us. And Eminem has been a rapper for a long for a very time. long time. Yeah. Ten plus years. So I think he is definitely in the waiting line. Got you. Waiting on a plate. Yep. <laughs> might, you might get one, you might not. Maybe. Um, the next person uh, that we are going to invite to the cookout, maybe, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, his point is. <laughs> yes, so on a previous recording, I say yes. Yes. Because we watched Django, mm-hmm. and Leo, Leon, DiCaprio, Leon, was like, he, you know, he got real emotional every time he had to say the N-word. Mm-hmm. He was very hurt. And, you know, it, Leo's an all-around good person. I've never heard anything bad about Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, not from the blogs, because <laughs> that's all I know right, about that media. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely I invite Leo. Parents calling and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the next person was Adele. Yes. Yes. And yes. Adele. She's definitely there. Adele is a yes. She's invited to the cookout. She stood up for Queen B. I'm not a beehive, but I do support anyone that Stand supports up. us. Um, so, you know, Adele is an absolute yes. And I love her music. So she brings a new album. Yes, for me <laughs> on that one, too. Yes. Um, then we had Robin Thicke. And I believe yeah. we said Robin was a maybe. Yes, we said Robin was in the line because out he there, low key culturally appropriating, not wanting to pay Marvin Gaye his coins, his dues for sampling lines. his music, blurred lines. Mm-hmm. So we don't, you figure. know, what I'm saying he had to, he probably got to come to his senses. That's why he waiting in line. Yeah, yeah, he waiting on a play too. Um, Miley, that was a no. Yeah, Miley was a definitely. Uh, not today, not tomorrow. Not in the vicinity. Uh-uh, go back to them country-ass folk that you traded us right. in for. We was hot when you needed something, and now you got what you needed, and now you done. So, my we was good so to the back of the line, bitch. From. Yes. Um, we said Angie, Angelina Jolie. Which was a yes for me. It was a yes for you. It was a maybe for me. Um... So we said she was gonna get a plate. Well, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say why I say yes because she has brown babies, which she did not birth these brown babies, but she did adopt them. So I feel like she's not here for anything. I mean, I say I say she get a plate. I mean, you know, yes, she does. She got babies from all different people though. She got Asian babies. She's got the black babies. She's got the white babies with Brad. Like she, how many more everybody. minority babies do she have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, minority babies she need. I don't know, but she get a plate. She at least get yeah, a plate. Yeah, she get a plate. I said hot dog and hamburger, maybe some baked beans. Yeah, she get a plate. She get a plate. And then we had 
You gotta say his name because I don't remember how to say it. Joaquin. Joaquin, which a lot of people might not know. Joaquin Phoenix. He is the um, the actor in the new Joker. Um, we definitely fucks with him. We say he gets a plate. He stood up for you know representation of you know us as a people and his counterparts as actors and getting recognition at these Oscars and the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I mean, we already know we don't need recognition to know that we got that black magic, but it still isn't fair that they get recognition and we don't. So shout out to Joaquin. Yes. For having... And I mean, his name says it all. (laughs) (laughs) For having our backs like that. You know what I'm saying? So congratulations. congratulations. With a name like that. He yeah. probably got um, discriminated against too, so probably that's probably why he an ally. He know what it is. <laughs> he know what it is. You get a play. You get a play. Right. Everybody get a play. Not really, but yeah, right. Um. So yeah. So those are the people that we invited and not invited to our cookout. Um. As far as white allies in the world, um. You guys probably have your own personal list of yeah. who y'all invite to the cookout. <laughs> that's just a little snippet of ours. Um, so we hope that, you know, this has been a good conversation for us. It's actually been the third time we've recorded this. So yeah. <laughs> third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Uh, yeah. Real quick, what do we want? Um, yeah, our recap and takeaway. Um, we really mm-hmm. just want to make sure that as far as recap, that, you know, we are understanding each other that we are recognizing our white allies and challenging the white people in our lives to do more, Mm -hmm. um, to do better. Um, And not only just them, just us as well. We want to lead by example. That's really what it is. And I hope that, you know, we're able to, you know, spark some conversations. That's really going to be the biggest challenge is uh, sparking conversations in this and making sure that, you know, questions that need to be answered are truly answered and that everybody's taking their steps to, you know, do better. If you know better, you do better. That's That's true. I'm probably going to say that every single time. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. What about you, Mama? Um, I think basically you pretty much hit it on the nose. I want... um, from this episode, I want us to be able to challenge the people in our lives. We can consider allies, whether white, black, blue, or green. Um, mm-hmm. And challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself this week. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to do something, and this is me telling y'all that I am taking that step to we, challenge myself. And we'll let y'all um, know what it is. <laughs> exactly. We'll come episode. back next episode and talk <laughs> about it. Um, but challenge yourself. Challenge the people around you to um, look at things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Especially right um, now with this COVID going on. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's bigger than black and white right now. Because mm-hmm, we all going through this. This is at a, this is, we are finally at a time where everybody is going through this. Nobody is above or below, you know, we're all going through this in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Everybody can get sick and everybody can prevent getting sick. You know, everybody has that opportunity to help somebody, whether it be black, white, Asian, purple, blue, yellow, whatever. 
You know, we we have that responsibility mm-hmm. to ourselves as human beings and to ourselves as decent citizens to, you know, mm-hmm. help somebody else out. Maybe help somebody that's not that your color. That helps me come to my challenge. Yeah. Help my challenge is going to be to help somebody else or just be an ally for somebody else. And... <laughs> Maybe it'd be these be an animal or something. I don't know. <laughs> you gonna bring like, Garfield in here? Hell no! Garfield, Not that far. You pushing Garfield is a little hood cat, <laughs> a little feral alley cat. He be trying to um, get in here, help him out, get him some food. But no, no, no. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's okay. You it's might okay. get some bread or something. But no, I do want to challenge myself to be an ally for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very good. I think that's a really good challenge this week. Just be an ally. And you can be mm-hmm. an ally in many different ways. If you see somebody hurting, step up for them. Don't pull mm-hmm. out your phone to record. Pull out your phone to call the police if that's where it needs to go. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't stand by and watch somebody get hurt. Like, you don't have to interfere as far as a direct interference like you don't have to put yourself physically in the middle of some situations but figure out some type of way to help somebody you know yeah. and, and maybe it might even not even be in a physical moment it could be on social media or something maybe you see something that you don't agree with somebody being bullied somebody being bullied or something like that you speak your voice speak up about it which yeah a lot of us tend to not have any issues with speaking our voices on social media yeah twitter fingers using twitter fingers for good for good positivity that's all we want yes yes um and we also would like to you know send a shout out to everybody that's listening yes thank you um you know we appreciate your guys's feedback we hope that you know each episode that we do we continue to grow and you know have you guys really feel like you know everything that you give us as far as our you know opinions and feedbacks it is brought back to you because you know this is gonna be a fun show like we ain't mm-hmm. trying to we're gonna talk about serious shit but we want to laugh we want to be able to joke around and have a good time and feel like everybody is in the room with us yeah that's been our <laughs> biggest thing is like just giving making sure everybody is comfortable we want you to feel like y'all here yeah and using our platform to give you guys something to talk about yeah so until next time this is your girls and we will be back with you soon see ya bye